the northwest of like Ireland to the northeast of like Dagestan, right? Like this is just it's wow. So yeah, anyway. Yeah. Shout out to Europe. <laughs> and Europe led to America, yeah. It's Europe's cool. Yeah. It's really interesting stuff. In very fact, dynamic. You are our children. <laughs> True. Yeah, moving on I, to gameplay. So um yeah, so what are like is there a substantial difference in gameplay in European and Europe in Europe in your opinion, not European, between Europe and North America? Is there I like can think of a few. Especially okay. when I played I played a few times like RGL pubs and people have like slightly different holds. I, I think one big difference that I've seen in high levels a few times in NA is that in upward people tend to hold on the ground on the tracks. But like they actually hold there. They're not just here for like ten seconds. And as a as an upward expert myself, uh it's fucking weird to me. But they make it work somehow. So pretty cool. And I mean, you know, like this there's a bunch of things. Like when you see people playing in NA, you can see that there's just like it you can tell it's NA gameplay. It's hard to explain. But yeah, there are some differences. There are definitely some differences, and I can't think of like right now. But I, I, if I if I remember actually one thing, one big difference is that I think the the Americans uh, brought the scout tuber actually into into our meta. Oh no, an even better example of this. Um, you know how we call the battalions backup in uh in Europe? Maybe you've heard it overcomes a few times. I have not. How do you we call, call it? it? The burger banner. Uh, the burger. Banner. <laughs> the burger Let's banner. go. And, and this is an actual con. This is not even like, I mean, I think it's like fifty percent of people know it. But like in my team, it's always how we call it in Gaeta, and like in a lot of other teams, I hear them call it the burger banner as well. So, the fact that you guys used banners much more than we did, um, it really it showed, right? Like, and I remember when I started implementing like battalions backup pushes and and holds. And I realized how insanely good it was. I was like, holy shit, this is true. Like, Americans, they came up with, like, some great strats. And they came up with some weird holes that people do. Like, it's... I can't think of any right now. But, yeah. I mean, apart from, like, upward on, like, last when they hold on the trucks, which is strange. All right. If you make it work, you make it work, you know. Would you agree with the general sentiment that, like, European holds tend to be a bit more passive than American holds? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so, yeah. But th then again, I think it depends. Because I think... Europeans, what we do, at least in top level, is that whenever there's like an opportunity on defense to move a bit forward, just to put some more pressure, we do it. Like, I think personally, like on upward, when you get like, let's say you're on third and you get the sniper, like I will personally immediately at, at top level, right? Not in div 2 because people can do that. But like, if you're in like a very good prem team or like you're playing with very good prem teammates, and you know the sniper's dead, you will immediately just move forward and like play like on the on the balcony and like super forward. You can move the sentry up and all that. And so when they come, all of a sudden they have to face like much more aggressive players so they can take less ground. And um that's kind of like it depends. Or like, you know, even like aggressive, like let's say red Ubers, or like you know you have had and the enemy is making the mistake of getting getting a bit too close. I think the champions of this is Fela. They always do that. Um, they like take a conch and they'll like go into the enemy team and they'll try to get the med. Like they just commit all the way, they'll keep the med and then they'll go back, you know. Like defensive Ubers, I mean, defensive, you know, like the best the defense is attack, so they'll just like go into you and come back. Like they do that a lot in Prem. Right. So 
But I do agree that overall, yeah, American holds are more aggressive. Yeah. So maybe the difference there is that like the Americans have the more aggressive default, but then maybe like the the Europeans are either like play a bit more opportunistically and try and regain more space. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Then, then again, I will say that I have not seen uh, any any matches in a long time, so mm. I won't be able to tell you like regarding like recent meta how you guys play right. or whatever. How about like a. Nations Cups, anything like that? Like, were there any huge differences from playing, like, that you could recall? In terms of, like, NA versus EU, uh, Americans were always extremely strong. Extremely, <laughs> really, really strong. Because they were a nation that had not only the advantage of a full Premiership tier Highlander team, but also native English comps. Like, you're taking an entire region and you're putting it against, like, nations. I mean, like, no, like, NA, because, like, you know, no, um, no, I said NA, sorry, but the United States. Yeah, you're right. Excuse me. So, the United States had that. And in Europe, there's few teams that can afford a top-level Prem roster. I can think of France. Uh, I'm not even sure about Germany. England, for sure. Um, Russia, for sure. Poland. And uh, Finland, maybe? Maybe. No, not even Finland. So, that's it. You know, like, no other nation can afford a full top-level roster for Nations Cups. So, NA came in, and they had pretty much the Dunning-Kruger roster. And so, when you put them against, like, a bunch of, like, low-prem to Div 1 players, they get smashed immediately. And that's because they know their strats, like, the Americans know their strats more. And they communicate faster because they're all like teammates originally. Whereas in Nations Cup for other like places, it is not the case. Like you have to adapt to new teammates. Like in my team, in my Nations Cup, uh, I had you know I think I had like with me, uh, Bordon and Scar that are in my team that were in my team back then. So I had a soldier and a and a and a, and a pyro that I trusted that I knew how they played and all that. But for all the other players, I had to relearn how they played. You know, all right? And so. It, with the Americans, it was just like, oh yeah, that's my buddy from the same team, and it's so, like all the same. So yeah, it makes sense. Dynamic. And um, yeah, go, go on, go on. Yeah. Uh, so there is like a bit of a rivalry between like top EU, top NA teams and whatnot, right? Mm. Like they're always oh. like, oh, Europe is better. Oh, North America is better. And then like these players and names get thrown around as an example, or like around the time it comes to land, there's like a joking rivalry, right? Like oh Europeans or oh burgers, you know. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I th I think it's not as much about like, it's more about sixes in that case. Hmm. Uh, sixes players, yeah, because they're all virgins, so it's like oh no, I want to be better than the other guy. Nah, <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah, sixes players usually, you know, without them being virgins, I think a lot of them being kind of like egotistical, I would say. And they're like, oh, like I'm the best player I have, and so they just kind of like try to, to trash talk the other team. But yeah, I mean, I remember seeing like lands and top tier events with like top level EU versus top level NA, and they would just trash talk the fuck out of each other because, hmm. I mean, this is like usually the top level players, like in the top level, the best of the best in Europe. There's like four British people. So you know, and then they're facing like 
a full stack of NA players. So, you know, like, it's it's bound to just be toxic, essentially. Right. Okay. But uh-huh. in, in, uh, in Highlander, I don't think that's the case. I think in Highlander, people kind of, like... Like, I know NA Highlander, recently, from what I've seen, has dropped in quality. Uh, but, like, from what it used to be, I think back then, Dunning-Kruger was, like, just the best team. But now, I think in Europe... Like we have higher level of play, even though our level is decreasing as well. But that's just because the game is like slowly dying. So, mm. and um, but I think yeah, European Highlander right now is objectively better. But back then, like you had teams like Dunning Kruger that were just dominating the meta, and it was it was a very different thing for sure. Yeah. How about on like an individual player level? Ooh. Who do you think has an advantage? Like not necessarily team as a whole wise, but like in Highlander. Yeah. I think Europe. Hmm, yeah. And that's not to, again, I can think of a few great names uh, in, in an A, for sure. Um, but that doesn't mean that I think that, like, European players have just too much talent. Like, definitely the first name that comes to my mind is Mezzo, once again. Um, or, you know, Spy in Europe. I think it's the best spy in the world. Um, I think. Also, like, you know, Degu, best medic uh, in Highlander again. People are going to see this and be like, well, no, in Highlander, he's the best medic. Um, and a, a whole lot of other people that are just out of this world. And in NA, you get some amazing names too, you know, like, yeah, Dimento, as I said. Uh, you had this guy, I remember, called Bolo Mayo that was very funny. Um, you have a couple of names that I can think of, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, so yeah, you, you have you guys have a lot of talent, but I think that we have more as a whole. But we maybe again, you know, this, they come from different countries, so like they may be less coordinated to like their teammates compared to like NA people that might be, you know, more like there's like no language barrier, even though all of us like who speak English fluently don't really have that. But there's the difference between like speaking fluent English and speaking native English, you know. So. Right, it, sure. it's, it's it's weird to explain, man. But I think we have, I think we have the upper hand in terms of players. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I can think also of a, I think the the medic that I've seen who had the best logs I have ever seen, called Blake, and uh, he he hit a game with like one point seven heals per minute, and that's as a medic that's like out of this world when you hit a 1.4 let alone a 1.5 it's like holy shit i played so fucking well 1.7 is like how and i've seen the demo and it's like what the fuck like he's always just crit healing everybody and that kind of pushed my own play style to be like okay i even I, re- I reviewed the demo with him and we actually had a while ago it was like a year ago we had a very interesting uh, discord call where we went together and we discussed eu and na strats and um this was like a high level you know like the the two like a uh, mega brain uh, <laughs> it was a super funny moment and we reviewed uh, each other's demos like mine against i think super dickman's and uh his like the 1.7k healing and we talked about like oh like in NA we would do this in EU we would do that and it was super cool. Hmm. Shout out to Blake, he's a you know an outstandingly good medic. Giving shout outs left and right. <laughs> <laughs> also, I've interviewed him in the past. Oh yeah, I think I've seen. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. his uh, his interview, but uh, oh, that's a pretty good respect. Yeah, great, great, and he's a super cool guy too. So yeah. Okay.
do you end up like seeing that much of like cross original collaboration in that sense then or is that not really something that's that all too common it is not that common in terms of like EUNNA, right? Yeah, EUNNA, like, I think would be common. the best examples by far, but maybe like Asia and Australia, but I don't think you would necessarily see it yeah. outside of those two combinations. We, we never, I mean, as EU, we never almost interact with uh, the other like minor communities, so like yeah, Asians, South, South Americans, and, and Australians, we don't really interact with them at all. Um, but in terms of strats, I know that we definitely have taken some strats from you. I'm assuming that you have done the same. Um, so yeah, it's I would say to an extent, yeah. Hmm. Is that something that you think would be like interesting to see more of going forward as the game kind of becomes like, I don't know, like more niche or like as the skill levels continue to go down? I, th I think so, yeah. I think so, hmm. because okay. I mean, we all have a lot to learn from each other, right? Don't we? So okay. if we if we just keep learning about each other's strats and we can keep implementing some minor things, oh we're doing this we're doing that even to another extent right like the russians i remember i've seeing like boshi run the, the the buff banner and seeing then after more team playing with the buff banner like on certain maps i, I think especially steel uh i've seen a few soldiers now that run buff banner consistently or like other weapons and like yeah we, we need to keep learning from each other it's the most important thing even to do like a I, I'm almost a personal aspect. Like I like to learn from other people. You know, like you, it's important to learn from other people what they do, other cultures, like what it was being done right, what is being done wrong, and learn from it. You know, so it's the same in TF2 for a game right. to an extent, right? So yeah, definitely. Uh, especially with like all the different classes, you know, just like how individualized play can be. You know, like you have the pyre players just don't see that same level of gameplay dynamic in other games. Yeah, I mean, you mean like the, the, the game mechanics of Pyro? Compared to like... Uh, I just mean like from player to player how different it is, oh. yeah. Like, oh, and region to region, you know, it's just like you have so many different things you can learn compared to just learning how to shoot better in something like CSGO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, so true. that's true. And I think even every player has its own playstyle for its own classes. Right. That would make them very, especially you can see it absolutely at the top of the the top of the ladder. Like people have very different playstyles, and uh, you see like knife spies, gun spies. You'll see pyros that are very aggressive, pyros that are very passive. Uh, you'll see very aggressive heavies, very passive heavies. Same way, like it's just, it's very right. very cool. I love it. <laughs> Sorry. For sure. That's. No, so yeah, it's um, I I think like, in my EU. Like as an EU player in my EU experience, um, I can think of like a few names where like the the playstyle is very significantly different, and it makes it very interesting in a way you know to play against those players. Like when you're playing against the pyro like Grip, for example, who's like tend to jump into the Ubers and W into you, uh, or like Yahoo who does kind of the same versus the pyro like uh, my good friend T Bordon who's like more passive. Uh, but he knows how to get in at what time, and then he comes back in. He values his life a lot. Um, soldiers that play more with banners, soldiers who play like roamers, uh, soldiers who value their life, soldiers who don't. Heavies who go for ambush plays. I mean, there's to this day a legendary heavy player called Barthes, who used to just hide in the stupidest fucking corners and get like the met forces. And I've probably died or dropped a couple of times to him, and like he. 
yeah, there's like a couple of things, you know, like did hmm. some people just change the playstyle drastically, and that's what makes it very enjoyable. So, what do you think could be done to kind of like actualize that sense of collaboration? I think people, you mean like to bring like novelty to playstyles? I mean, just like across regions, but I guess like you could take it on and like novelty as well, yeah. I mean, like in terms of like cross region, uh, just look at each other's games. If you if you want to change your playstyle, if you want to learn from things, learn, look at other demos. But then again, individually, it doesn't really change that much. I mean, it does, but like it doesn't matter if like someone from NA is playing aggressive or some someone from EU is playing aggressive. It's just going to be playing aggressive. It's more right. about strats, like as a team, as a whole. You know, like, for sure, that's the biggest difference. So there, I don't think there's really like, apart from maybe. Not even to be fair, like there's few things that we call like an EU typical playstyle or an NA typical playstyle. Maybe like in EU in Highlander, like people. I'm not sure about this is thing. I don't really know anymore. But like maybe back then in EU we used to use like gun spy a whole lot more, and uh, in NA it was always like a knife spy meta. Um, in NA there used to be much more like scout ubers, and then it came to EU after. But like the scout is very involved. Uh, nowadays, what I like to see in Prem, what I like to use, is uh, counter pushes with conch and all that. And like, I'm not sure if any does that a lot, or like conch or like burger banners or whatever. So, I'm not exactly sure, honestly. Just watch each other's demos. If you want to, you know, learn, watch the demos, watch the games. Speak to team leaders as well. Like, tell them, like, you know, like, oh, what do you, what do you do here? Like, why do you do that? And right. they can help you know. Like maybe more just like general interaction with people from other regions. Yeah, like sharing yeah. mutual discords, hanging out. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Okay. Sure. But I don't uh, think such places exist that much. Like, people usually just stay to like their own community. Like, right. I'd say that's like a wider issue that kind of like make hurts the community as a whole, right? Like, you see less growth when it comes to like gameplay. It's like people just, especially socially though, like you'll see so many little circle jerks show up just because people don't really want to interact outside of their own little bubbles, right? Yeah. But, uh, like, the Gated Discord would kind of be a little bit of an example, but not really. Like, it's not that that TF2-focused. The... Yeah, not anymore. It used to be. Yeah. Like, the thing is with Gated is, like, I used to just keep everything TF2-wise. Like, when we were active, there used to be, like, some people talking to us about, like, the team and blah, blah, blah. But since the team hasn't been active for almost a year now, right? Right. Like, I mean, you know, we have, like, the mini Kevin team, but it's not exactly, uh, I don't, it's not the same thing. So, Gaeta, like, I kept everything strat-wise and all that in just a private channel. So, like, people could never see what was going on. And um, I think it was just better this way because I didn't want people to just right. my strats and leak them. So, so what do you think, like, what, uh, what, what causes the difference between maps between, like, regions? Mm, you mean, like, what makes EU play up a certain way and NA a certain way? No, like, map choice-wise. Like, EU sticking oh. to bad water for a while. The di- <laughs> uh, a- um, I think probably lead water, lead, lead poisoning. I think people are retarded. In hmm. NA or EU's favorite? Oh, both. I see. <laughs> we, we both had our choices of terrible maps. Uh, what do you like uh, to specify? Oh, bad water is just a m- wonderful example of a terrible, terrible map. Um, How about an NA though? Like, do you think they should be playing like Warm Tick, uh, Coal Plant, no, something like no. that? Like, Pro Plant, I like personally. Warm Tick, I think, is a pretty bad map. It's not a 
it's not like an awfully designed map like Bad Water, but like it's it's not a very good map. It's just very annoying. As a medic, it's a nightmare to play. It's just spam right. everywhere, jumpers, spies. It's just annoying. So, like, like, what map would you want to see in NA? Then, like, what do you think they do wrong map wise? I'm not sure. What's your map pool usually? Uh, okay. So, for the past few seasons, it's like uh, for a long time in RGL, it's been a uh, vi- vigil. Lakes, uh, either Lakeside or Cascade, usually yeah. Cascade V2, so like every season they'll usually rotate it, Product, Astral, Steel, Swiftwater, and Upward. And then the earlier RGL seasons you had Borneo and occasionally like Cascade V1. Yeah, well I mean, I think like people have very uh, mixed opinions about Swiftwater, I personally like it a lot because I'm a big fan of Payload, and I have pretty good strats on it. But apart from that, like, I mean, Lakeside is a pretty terrible map, <laughs> for sure. Right. So what map would uh, you want to see instead? Like... Probably, probably Pro Plant, but you already mm. have Ashville, so... Pro Plant and Ashville? Question mark? It, yeah, this is the thing, like, nah, maybe not. So maybe if not, if not... Like, this is like Lakeside and Cascade, I think, is a better map than Lakeside. I'd agree. So, yeah, maybe just Cascade is better and then your map pool is All okay. Right. What, Personally, well, I think it would be interesting to rotate um, Swiftwater with Borneo sometimes. Okay. Vigil and Upward are just too good, so there's no reason to remove them. But it's kind of interesting. Like recently, there's been some backlash against Upward for just being like too. Uh, I think it would be like linear or like solved in NA. Overplayed, yeah, maybe. Yeah, like there's been some kind of discussion about that in map discords. Mm, I think honestly, it's. I think Upward is the most balanced map in the entire Islander map pool. So, I don't see a reason to ever remove it. Like, if someone All makes right. a map that's better than Upward, sure, but I really don't see how this is possible. How it's about a Product? Very, very balanced map. Now, product is Product just values aggression and a quick team play. Like, it's it can be messy, and it's like everyone has a very very high responsibility. Like, every single class has a lot of things to do at all times. So it's a very stressful map for a lot of people. Uh, controversial in that way, but I believe that product is overall a pretty good map. I've never complained about playing product. So, hmm. so you don't think there's play, like I'm, I'm playing meds, so like I'm eating spam. There's spies, there's sightlines, but I never complain about product. I like it. Right. So there's nothing like necessarily inherently that wrong with just like playing older maps in your opinion, like continuing to play the maps that you've played. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. It's good to have novelty though, but the problem is that it's very hard to make a map competitively viable. Right. Especially. And, um, what? I was gonna say, especially when we're already struggling to pick between like Lakeside and Cascade as an yeah, example, exactly. like it's, it's hard to consider replacing. It's very hard. Like I don't think I don't think Lakeside is a good map at all. People will say that it is. It's a personal opinion. Uh, the only map that I think is objectively bad is Badwater. Hmm. But like, <laughs> yeah, Lakeside is just not a very good map at all. If you have a good sniper, you win. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. And um, then you have like a good demo, like. It's so easy to get trapped on Lakeside. Actually, you know what? That, I think that's a difference that maybe you guys were speaking on NA and EU strats, like differences. I'm not sure if you guys do that, but I know in Prem, it was played like one season. In Prem in season 24, I believe. And in season 24, uh, we had a meta where like, if you wipe the other, the other team on mid, you would go hold on their bats. And I'm not sure if NA does that, but I remember uh- this hole being very annoying to break. I've seen not really like uh I I'd occasionally see teams like do it on ruins. I don't really pay attention to like invite though. 
But, like, I think occasionally it'd be ruins, but then, like, the main thing you would see, like, strategy-wise, pretty much, is just, like, get in bathhouse, hold bathhouse, send your sniper bathhouse, and then if your sniper's better than the enemy sniper, you just win the game, basically, instantly. Yep. But w what we'll do, like, I remember doing this, uh, I mean, more like taking it uh, against Invision, is that they would just go hold our bats immediately. And they would have like Stiga and their sniper playing on the ruins and just watching down the entire entrance of like the, the, the main area from like the side. So you you would not be able to peek because like the amount of spam in the sniper sideline. It was super, super annoying to play against. Yeah, I've seen I saw one team do that when I was playing against them, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if you do that in a, in NA a lot, but in EU for every one team. team that was played, we did that. And it was annoying. Ah, okay. Annoying in a good way, you know. I like to see different strats. So when you right, see a new right. strat, it's like, oh, but it was hard to break. Yeah. But Again, held towards your spawn, not fun. For a while, for a while in EU, uh, the only version of Battle that was played was the stock one. And why there's some improvement to like Battle Pro V12, Pro V this, Pro V that, I don't know. You know, I always say, uh, if you put a lot of perfume on a corpse, it's still going to smell like death, right? So you can do a million Bowater versions, it's still going to be shit. But if you look at the first one, this is like the corpse, but like without the, without the perfume, it just smells bad, right? It's shit. <laughs> so I remember playing officials against like, you know, the, like the very solid, like viable third hold, where like you would have to walk every time because what they would do is like red team would just send their spy to kill the telly nonstop. And so you would always have to like walk for like fucking 20 seconds to get back to the, the position where you were at. And like every time you push, you would have to deal with like the, the sentry, like even chokier little places. It was just the worst. I'm just glad this map is gone. <laughs> it has bad in the name. How good could yep, it be? Up. Yep. Ah? Compared to Swiftwater, however, you know? Yeah. Make up Swiftwater. You it's, it's extremely swift. It's like, whew, whew. Speed of sound. Right. It's not that swift, but you know, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a good map. It's like you think it's uh, what is the current EU payload map pool actually? It's uh, currently upward in VGL. Uh, there isn't like a third one. Mm, hold up, let me think. Usually, no, usually, no, uh, there's no third payload map. We have more cough though. Let, I, let me see. Usually we have like pro plant, warm tick, and product at the same time. Right, like three is yeah, pretty like, normal. We have three cop maps. Let me just see what was played. And, then, a, and then like you have like CP steel or alternative, but then what about the um okay, hold up. Let me, let me just other two up. maps? I don't want to say I don't want to say some bullshit. So first week last year, so we had upward, then week two was product and warm tick, right? Double week for cough. We have our our map pool, it's like five weeks for us. Five weeks. Then ah, Vigil, five week, right, right. Yeah, Vigil, then Steel, and then I think the last one is Pro Plant and... Oh, that, never mind, that's not, the, that's not the right one. And uh, this is... Oh, wait, they didn't play the last. What? Okay, Steel. Cascade and Pro Plant. We had Cascade and Pro Plant. So we had Cascade, hold up. So we had Cascade, Pro Plant, Product and warm taking. Alright, so four cough. Yeah. And then two stopwatch. Do you think it's better to have like three uh three cough and three payload or four cough and two payload? I think 
the thing is like we have to adapt to like a five week system so it's a bit different yeah so I, I prefer less cost but you know it's people have to adapt so i guess i don't know ah uh, i guess like the kind of question i was kind of wanting to get around to this anyways but i guess like in that case the direct kind of uh, follow-up to that would be uh why is there like a five-week system and double maps on certain weeks like what's up with that um it's because like there's how would i say that there's a few reasons uh first of all there's less team signing up so people kind of it's it's weird it's based on like the playoff system and like the 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 highlander season overlapping with the sixth season vice versa so they don't want to make things overlap too much and so like they just kind of reduce the highlander oh, season oh that's right the highlander and sixth seasons are like on at different times in europe right like yeah could you give I me mean, a bit of insight into that and then it's just like you have sixes and highlander running at the same times mostly yeah well here like also, I think a bigger aspect, I'm not sure if that's the case in NA, but in, in um, Highlander, a lot of people play sixes at the same time. Hmm. Like, you have, like, sixes players playing Highlander and uh, vice versa. Right. So, but in NA... Usually, like, screams will, like, interfere and people will value sixes a lot more over Highlander. So, they'll be like, oh, you know, I don't want to play here. I don't, like... And, so, and also, I think another aspect of this is, like, since those two communities overlap a lot, um, there's, like... How would I say that? Like, it kind of creates like holes between both teams. Like if you're playing Sixes, you can be playing Highlander at the same time. And since Highlander team is larger, there's more of those individuals. And so it's just like, yeah, it reduces the possibility. Uh, well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, right? Uh, the main difference there, I think, right, is that in NA, you pretty much always have your matches at the same day and time. But then in Europe, it's like a lot more based on like individual teams, right? Like, it, like they tend to reschedule a lot more in Europe, yeah. Like there isn't as yeah, much. Yeah, Yeah, so that'd be the main difference between NA and Europe, right? The like, because NA, it's like you'll have your Highlander days, you'll have your Sixes days, occasionally in a wrap and overlap at like one to two days. But yeah. for the most part, it's just like both modes are very self-contained. So even if you have somebody playing like Highlander and Sixes, like it there isn't necessarily going to be that much of a conflict but then in europe it's like because of the lack of like consistent defaults as much i i'm guessing you see a lot more overlap and conflict between the scheduling there yeah yeah okay that yeah, makes a sense lot, yeah, a lot and um it's um it's it's a minor issue it's just the noise with like scheduling but also you know people like i don't know how you guys do that but like we have like you know work or going out or like doing this doing that like, right exactly. and then it's like you have all those different countries with different time zones and na it's a lot of the same time zones so it's like a lot easier to keep it on a consistent scheduling I, I basis think, i think in NA. I, I think actually you guys have it worse with time zones oh really because if you look at the time zones we have like three main time zones we have like the west of the west which is like i think like it, it takes like portugal uh, Ireland and the UK, and if I remember well, Morocco as well, which is like this one guy in Morocco. So hi Buko, if you ever see this. Oh yeah, okay. um, and then you get like the main Central Time, which is like from pretty much France to I know Romania is like an hour ahead, and then I think from Romania and onwards it's like one hours. And maybe if there's like one guy that's from like the central part of Russia or whatever, maybe he's gonna be on like times four, but then he has to adapt, not us. So we have like three main time zones essentially. See, I know, like and it's not that bad. Like I know, I remember hearing some people from like Finland or Russia being like, "Oh, it's midnight here. I want to leave." When you have like a long game and it's like 10 p.m. for you, but that's it. Yeah, it's you know. Huh. It's uh, 
I guess, like, maybe it comes down to just, like, it being consecutive in North America, like, they're being at the same time, I guess, like, uh, honestly, I don't know, like, I'm trying to, like, I was wondering why you guys did it in LA, where, like, people, because if I remember well, between New York and LA, there's, like, four hours, right? Uh, three-hour difference, and then there's... Three-hour difference, yeah. Yes, like, Eastern time is, like, the default scheduling, so, like... It would be 9.30 okay. in my time, but then it's like 8.30 like central time. Uh, then there's like a like a mountain time, I think, which is like two hours behind. Yeah, Pacific, which is three hours behind. And then there's wait, a wait, Canadian which, time zone. Uh, like mountain time. So I think that'd be like some parts oh, so of like like, Arizona or like the Rockies. Okay, or so. So, like the, yeah, so like the main time is like the Midwest. Uh, no, the main time is the Eastern, like, East Coast, pretty much, and oh, all okay, of it. So, oh, so, like, New York time, pretty much. Yeah, like, New York, Virginia, like, yeah. yeah. And then you have, um, the Pacific, which is three hours behind, and then there's a Canadian time zone, which is, um, an hour ahead of Eastern Standard Time, actually. I think it's, like, East Atlantic or something like that, but that's not that that common. And then I think Hawaiian time is something like five or six, out six, or I don't even want yeah, to think about how many hours behind. What was that? Do you have players from Hawaii often? Uh, not that often, but you have some, like, I uh, are uh, fairly prominent in the past figure in the Sixes community, and then uh, Mothership, fairly prominent RGL staff member. But I'm just trying to think about it. Actually, like, it's kind of hard to say, because, you know, most of the people playing currently can play currently, but I could imagine that just, like, having the formats go out at the same time could result in, like, less attendance. But at the same time, like, we have really good attendance for the most part, like, with the current set we have, because it's always on consistent times for much, and then only rescheduled if you need. I see you. But then in EU, it's just, like, kind of freeform from the get-go, but then it's also, like, you have all those different countries and nations and whatnot, but then it's, like, at the same time, the time zones are more consistent, but then maybe there's, like... I don't know, differences in, like, work, like, standards between those countries? I... It's actually really interesting to think about. Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, why the main reason for the difference in scheduling would be there. Like, um, you have a lot of symptoms, but then, like, what's the root of it, right? Maybe cultural. I don't know. Like, I, I think a lot, a lot of people just refuse schedule because, like, they have work or shit to do. So I don't, that's my... Like, the, I'm kind of wondering for the same thing for you guys. Because, like, we we have work, you know, we have to do things. So it's like, I can't play today because I have to go to work or because I have, like, exams or because I have a big party planned. And so it's like, okay, let's go, you know, sure. Uh, maybe it's just, like, maybe it's, like, all the American companies are, like, a lot more, like, willing to, like, work with the people. Like, the maybe it's, like, a lot more flexibility. I mean, for sure here, if you tell your boss, I have a Highlander scream, I, I can't work like you will get into trouble but i think like, what the fuck? i think another part of it in a sense is that it could be a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy like here's the thing right in na it's always going to be the same day and time pretty much so your chances oh, right, of being yeah. able to schedule for it like plan for it you know work around that is much higher but then in europe it's like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy to an extent, right? Like, everybody's like, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, we don't know when this is going to be, like, we're not really using a default here, so then it's like, it's harder for yeah. everybody to schedule around, so then, like, you end up having a lot of people that and do that's mess actually it, quite maybe. Interesting because the lower tiers, now that I think about it, the lower tiers have, like, a basic schedule day, like, they'll be like, okay, like, the admins will say, you're playing this day, and then people will try to change it or not, but, like, the admins set a day for you, whereas... For the higher tiers, which is I think div two and above, 
you know who you're going to play in advance every every week, like week one, two, three, four, five, you know who you're going to play. And then you can arrange with those teams, I want to play this day, I want to play this day. Right. This day. If you so want to like, like, set your whole week and your whole uh, season in advance, like in one day, you could. It's just like weird to think about because like, I, I want to say that maybe it's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy because it's like everybody's like trying to schedule and you're not necessarily going to have a, a time to always work around so that could result in you not being able to make games of this season. Like, and Highlander and Six is not being consecutive are going to be very important there because the schedules are going to conflict so much. But then the, yeah. at the same time, right, you could say the same for NA. Like, you could say, okay, we have pretty good attendance for the most part here. We're able to do it consecutively. But then because of, like how it's structured as well like sure it looks like we have good attendance but maybe there's a lot more people that could play but can't because of how we schedule as well so maybe it's like a bit of a trade-off both ways yeah yeah yeah, yeah. could be yeah. okay that's a really interesting discussion to have yeah <laughs> maybe we're just lazy you know we have a we have Latin people who show up an hour late every time. So. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I am trying to, th- I am trying to think now. Like maybe we would, we would have a lot more in the way of player base for both formats if they weren't consecutive or if we didn't I mean, have a default schedule date. Be fair, right? Like it could be down to to an extent culture as well. Right. Like, right. I, I think like I don't want to dive too much into this again, but like it's not offensive though. Like it's I can think for example like the Dutch will eat at like five thirty or like six p.m. every time every day, all the time. Right. It's just the Dutch, or like maybe like the Germans will do the same, but like the Dutch do that. And, you know, I was raised like with a North African family pretty much. And this is like Mediterranean culture. We eat late or like we eat whenever the fuck the food is done, you know? Right. And which which is usually late. Like one thing, one joke that we made with my mom is like say, oh yeah, you know, we're eating at like 8 p.m. So it's like, all right, see you at midnight, you know? (laughs) And, I mean, to this day, I mean, probably you can see whenever I'm posting, it's like people are like, oh, let's play. And I'm like, I'm eating. It's like 11, 11 p.m. And it's it's just like those kind of like tiny things, right? Like I know like Spaniards are the same, Italians, sometimes like Greeks. We all kind of eat late because culturally we're used to like a different rhythm. And so it brings, you know, these minor details make it that people arrange their lives around that. And they're like, oh, I can't play at that time, you know. So it comes right. down to that too. Maybe maybe that's also the case. Could be that. And then in NA, it's just like very a lot more culturally consistent in that sense. Yeah. Like we do have a very individualized culture, so you do see variants from that. But for the most part, it's like you know, you're just not going to see any like on paper huge differences. Like it's going to be a lot more based off the person in question. That makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Glad we had that discussion. Very eye opening, actually. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh I guess we could go more about just, uh, what do you say there's, like, a certain sense of culture in Europe between, like, just players of different classes between country of the same class, rather, between countries? Like, do you end up seeing, like, much just, like, theorization, collaboration, discussion, things like that? Between, like, classes? Yeah, like, um, in, like, within a class between countries, like, do you end up seeing any sense of community, or does it end up being, like, subdivided by region, or not at all? For myself, I'm not sure, but I know that we do help each other as as, as mains. Like I know I've talked to a lot of medic mains, I've mentored a lot of medic mains, uh, and I've been held by a lot of medic mains. So I know that exists, but I'm not sure about like the country aspect, like the national aspect of it. Okay. I think it's more like we'll help our countrymen. So like if someone comes to meet his French, 
I'll definitely be more inclined to help because you know he's from yeah my that's kind. what I'd be looking for okay. like, so someone who's like Tunisian or like yeah I'll be like yeah you know cool that's like someone that I can share a lot with but that's because of like my identity but like this is mostly what it is like class wise I'm not sure the people will help each other definitely more based on like their their nationality because there's a bias obviously <laughs> unless it's like a very very good friend versus someone that you don't know but anyway you you get my point yeah, no, definitely. Um, honestly, my brain has been a bit fried by just the pre the previous discussion we had. But uh, is there anything you want to talk about, like uh, medic wise? I know that's one of the things that you kind of like wanted to approach me about initially. But it, uh, have we already kind of like covered that to about what you would want to talk about, or are there other things you'd specifically want to like discuss for a bit? Not necessarily. Uh, medic wise, uh, I mean. Depends. What we what could we talk about about the the best class in the game? You know what hasn't been <laughs> right. said already. I mean, I know like if Blake talked before me, uh, I consider Blake to be better than me at medic. So probably oh. he said everything that I, I could have said. But to an extent, you know, if uh, if I can add my own grain of salt to like the class and like the way I play or whatever. Yeah, go know. ahead. Just talk about it, like the way you play. Anything we haven't really like talked about already. Yeah, I'm not sure what we talked about last week as well. So I don't want to repeat myself. We did kind of a bit. You were talking about like how you would kind of inspire people to play more aggressively. I believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. Like, uh, but I'm not sure how much detail I went into. But yeah, right. like, I usually, like I guess I play more aggressive than other meds. And the fact that you like I'm main calling makes it you know like you have to adapt to this like, the rhythm, the the way you think, the logistics of the team, and all that. And compared to like I guess a medic that's kind of like on the leash, where like you have to like, do demo telling you what to do like i'm more like i decide where i want my team to go and then i move behind them and um if my team is slow then sometimes like i'll end up like walking a bit too far and like overextending and then immediately just going back because i'm realizing fuck my team is is fucking slow <laughs> so it puts myself sometimes into more trouble which i think usually explains why like when i look at my logs i take much more like damage than like other meds I don't necessarily die much more, but I take more damage. Like I'll see other meds being like, I took like seventy three damage per minute, and I'm like over here like one fifty, even more. Our product, I mean, it also depends on the players that you have. Like if you, you know the maps as well. Like when you're on cough, you take much more damage. So right. it depends. Like when you're playing a very safe map, like for example, Badwater, you're playing defense. You take. I'm pretty sure you could make a game where like taking no damage is possible. It would be hard as fuck, but it's possible. But like playing the map where like there's a lot of spam and everything is just going hectic like you will take damage so when you have an aggressive playstyle already it's hard to manage sometimes but that's cool just adapt uh, and sorry and also i guess like another aspect is that i don't really a lot of people take the game very seriously and like i never i mean i, I stopped completely caring about the game and i've noticed that since i've done that like i'm actually playing kind of better because I just have no implication. I'm just playing for the moment. I'm having fun. I'm doing whatever. So you kind of like enter the the focus zone much more. You know, like you're you're not really work, like being anxious as much. Yeah, you're able to like just fully yeah. focus on yeah, playing the best chill. you can. Pretty much, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. how can I have the most fun? It's like I'll do like even sometimes I like allow myself to do like a stupid fucking play. Like recently, I played against like Honjo on Soldier, and I know I knew he was low, and I knew he was like out of the fight and waiting for an arrow in that corner. So I went back into the fight, like in front of my team. I jumped and like I, I jumped on top of him. I, I killed him with the Ubersaw and I came back out. 
See, I know, like, I feel like that sort of mentality really is what allows you to kind of start growing more as a player, because it's like, if you're always trying to just, like, play the best, right, like, you're always going to be, like, super hard on yourself, you're going to be, like, feeling super pressured to just play normally, yeah. play meta, yeah. and just, like, do what's expected instead of what's, uh, like, best in the moment, or, like, really go for what could just yeah. allow you to realize things yeah it's just like you're kind of pigeonholing yourself into playing a certain way with that mentality it's important to be serious for sure if you want to improve sorry <laughs> it's important <laughs> That's to be, it's important to be to be serious if you want to improve but i think that sometimes like i mean i'm speaking from my own experience like i am more than hard with myself i am uh I am unforgiving with myself and a lot of things in my life. And like that can help make you be better, but that can also stress you out a whole lot. Sometimes it's important to just think to yourself, I fuck it, let's have fun. And you actually learn better when you do that, when you're just like, okay, you know what? Let's see what goofy shit I can do and go get away with. Right. But, like, And then usually like you, I do not recommend this if you're learning to drive, by the way, but yeah. <laughs> It's uh if you can if you can get away with like you know some funny things when you're doing some things that you're learning like sure do it see what it's yeah works. and it's like you could learn from it because you're making that mistake like you're not exactly, just yeah. trying to play perfect and and like losing because you're trying to play a certain way you're losing yep. because you did this thing and you know you did this thing and you can kind of learn from it and figure out like why it worked why it didn't right instead yep. of just like making other people's mistakes yeah absolutely yeah just like okay. learn do some stupid shit. Yeah, I think like this is also like you. After a while, you learn to notice patterns. Like, oh, if I do this, he's gonna do that, so I can immediately counter. Or I can immediately do that. You can bait people into doing like, certain things. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's just like a large part of that learning process is just trial and error. Like at a base level, when you're first starting out, you know, it's like you do it, and then you find things that work, and you keep doing those things that work for a while. But then eventually, you're gonna find they don't work. And so it's yeah. like you just gotta learn to try again at a certain point. Exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah never-ending process and to an extent like i keep medic entertaining by doing that i'll try like i don't really play i mean i play other classes i play like a lot of sniper in pubs i play other few classes and like sometimes I, what i'll do is uh i just think to myself like when i play med i think to myself i'm gonna push the class to its absolute limit i'm gonna see like if i can kill the enemy team by myself with an uber you know or right. i'm gonna see if i can uh serve the soldier three times and then like bait this and like airshot him when he jumps and whatever like i try to push the class to like the absolute max and for me this is really fun because you just end up like being a, a medic that like manages like five things at the same time and it's like you're hyper stimulated it's, it's fun for me right it releases dopamine in my brain well if you're like main calling as well like try and spy your team i imagine it's also especially important to like not like to take it like with a grain of salt to not get like super stressed out by it, you know, to like make sure you have a solid mental state. Yeah. yeah. I and then hyped. to learn from yeah, it. Yeah. But I don't get stressed. Right. Okay. When, when you when you get stressed as a main caller, you lost. But when you get hyped, this is good. Like as a main caller, the only thing that you can see when you see that things are going hard is maintain composure and try to get your team to focus again. If you don't do that, you lost. Like you're the main caller. You are especially even as as a captain, like I'm captain and main caller. Um, like you need to be sure that you maintain composure, that you maintain uh, a good, I would say, attitude towards what's going on, the hardships, and be able to get your team back in focus and get them to get you know the job done. And for this, like 
it's very important to yeah not stress just have fun yeah and at the same time if you're having fun if you're doing good you can hype your teammates and tell them like oh you know you did a great play or joke with them or tell them hey bro do a 360 and like you know all of a sudden the game takes a different mood it's not like you know a lot of people i've seen a lot of leaders uh, they make the very bad mistake of being very rude to their team. Like, what are you doing? What the fuck? Oh, you didn't protect me or this or that, especially medics. Oh, you didn't protect me. But you were here. You were healing me. You know, it's, it just goes down to this way. Like for me, it's like, oh, if I get, if I get killed by, by spam, you know, a few times I'd be like, oh, you know, whatever, man, that's fine. After this, I'll just tell my pyro, hey, bro, could you be a bit more careful? You know, it's like, yeah, okay, cool. And then yeah. if I die like to the dumbest shit, I'm just going to laugh about it. It's like, yeah, whatever, you know, it happens. I get, I get face stabbed or like, I'll get nuked by a soldier. It's like, whatever, bro. Why why be rude to people? Just if you see that, if you feel like you're not being protected, just tell them politely. If you feel like sidelines are not being watched, just tell them politely. You know? right. Have fun. Like, it's a bunch of friends, so why be rude to them? They're cool. They, you know, they have their lives, their problems, so be cool. Of course. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, you gotta make sure you have like a certain center of stability if you're the center of the team, for sure. Yep. Uh, so, do you end up seeing like much in the way of like mentorship in Europe? I know. There's in, a lot in, of was that? Yeah, there's a lot of mentoring yeah, in hmm. Europe. People mentor each other a lot. I've mentored a bunch of medics. Ah. Uh, I've not been mentored myself. I used to when I used to main spy. Ha! Oh, terrible times. But um, I was not. Um, I mean, I I'm, I was not mentored into medic, and I've mentored medics a lot. And I mean, obviously, I've drawn inspirations from a lot of medics, but I have not like been mentored by anybody actively. But I know it's very common for people to mentor each other, including uh, regions why regions why like people will be mentored by someone from another country. It's very common as long as English, as long as people speak English, it's doable. Or you know, within countries, of course. Yeah. Right. Okay. Do you end up seeing it in like like being in like a very centralized sort of way? Like, do people end up like going to like a Discord for it, or is it more of just like a per- on a personal level? I think it's personal. Uh, I know there's advertisement for it in uh, ETF2L Discord. Like, there's a section like mentoring. Uh, I've left it like a long time ago, so I don't know if it's still here, but I'm assuming it is because I've been contacted recently by someone who said you're still like mentoring. Like, I saw the right. post in ETF2L. So unfortunately, I'm not. But yeah, I yeah, like I I I know it's here and people use it. And also, there's like I mean, right now, if you open ETF2L well, forum activity, the first few posts are looking for success personal mentor for low success medic mentor, looking for pocket scout main color mentor. Like it's just people are asking for mentoring. It's people very much rely on that to learn. Yeah. Right. And there's a lot of very good mentors as well. There's people that are, I'd say, known mentors. I was one of those people. Uh, I stopped mentoring, so people don't ask me that much. But I can think of a Buck824, who was like very known to just mentor people. Um, there was also, I mean, Emil mentored a lot of baby teams. We make fun of him about that. <laughs> um, yeah, Emil and like a few people that are just very useful and always mentoring people. Yeah. It's it's a common thing in Europe. I don't know if it's the same in NA, but it is here. Right. Okay. Uh, 
Anything else you want to talk about? Um, right now, uh, I don't really have anything else that comes to mind right now. Uh, uh, not really. Thing is, like, it's kind of weird because, like, I'm trying to remember what I said last week and to not repeat myself. Um, feel free to cut, like, if we're just talking about the same topic twice, bro. Uh, I don't believe okay. we really are. Uh, and I feel I'm pretty sure we've covered, like, yeah, I think, uh, hmm. See, I'd be interested in, like, trying to talk about something like Medic more, but I feel like it's just, like, I feel like that's when we get to the point where we're kind of talking about stuff we've already talked about. Yeah, pretty much. I think Medic at this point is, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think, nah, nah, this is, like, we've just pretty much talked about everything with Medic, so, yeah. yeah. We've talked about, I feel like we've talked about a bit of everything in general, but, uh, yeah, yeah, anything else? Mm, no, maybe shoutouts if you're going to end it here. Sure. I guess. Shoutouts, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, first of all, like, thank you for having me on the show. So, that's pretty cool. The interview was really nice. Um, I tried to keep it up as much as I could. I tried not to repeat myself and not get into shitty topics too much, but it happened. So, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, and apart from that, yeah, shout out to definitely Guy that is called. Shout out to all my friends there. Uh, shout out to Honjo, T Bordon, Boy, the original Gaeta players, Joe, Joe Her, Wolfie, however we call him, uh, Swipes, shout out to Balen, Belka, Supra, Manus, uh, Solo, all, all of the people in Gaeta. Shout out to all the people that recognize me. Um, shout out if you now think that I'm some sort of like raging racist from like what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that's not what you think, but whatever. I don't care in the end. So, yeah, shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody that recognizes me, that knows me, that is watching this. Uh, and yeah, hopefully uh, the series became a bit more interesting now that I said what I had to say. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, I believe I will end the recording there. Then. No problem.